0: Everybody, it's X rounds on UFC Fight Pass. TJ DeSantis along with Pearl Gonzalez. We are here to uh, talk mixed martial arts, and uh, I'm actually, uh, like, driving myself crazy. I've got this earbud in. I go like that. You can see it. Um, it it's my connection to, to Steve and Frankie, our producers, over at uh, Fight Pass Mission Control. And uh, we've got this new little toy where people can ask us questions on uh, Twitch and Twitter and Facebook, and we can beam those questions right to being on the screen, like unprecedented access to myself and Pearl Gonzalez. But this damn earbud is just, it's driving me crazy, but we're going to get through it. How
1: are you? Damn. I'm amazing, and I, I'm, I'm kind of jelly. You have two sets of headphones on right now. Okay. No, I mean. I only have one. I
0: need two. I would prefer to only have one. No one wants to wear multiple headsets, Pearl. Like you still only have two ears. You know what I mean?
1: It's still pretty, pretty bad. Just saying.
0: Not really. Not really. I mean, you're impressed easily.
1: (laughs) Hey, I got my life is like training, fights, same thing over and over again. So absolutely. When you got two sets of headphones on, pretty bad. I'm
0: balling is what they say. (laughs) I'm balling. I thought balling meant crying. Sometimes I do that too, but. I we'll save that story for a different day. Uh, wh- where do you want to start? here? you want to look ahead? Do you want to look back? Like, what, what are you feeling?
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know. There's just so much to digest. You you know what? I'll let you lead the dance here, and uh, I'll go wherever you go. All Probably right. You.
0: I, I like to look back before we look ahead. So let's take a look back at uh, UFC 263. It went down Saturday night uh, at the Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Um, you know the main event. Uh, Israel Adesanya taking on Marvin Vittori. It was a, a rematch of a fight that saw a split decision go the way of Adesanya a few years ago. Uh, Izzy coming off that loss to Jan Blachowicz. A lot of people thought that uh, Vittori might have uh, a better chance in this fight because of some of the stuff that uh, Blahovic uh, pulled off in, in their meeting uh, against uh, Izzy. But that was not the case. We saw Adesanya come back and really do what he needed to do to put out any sort of... Uh, doubts and, and put them to bed that he's still 100 percent the best middleweight on the planet.
1: Oh my gosh, he looked incredible Saturday night. Um I mean the movement, the striking, the patience, the showmanship like from start to finish, Izzy was he looked phenomenal and and he showed that he is clearly improving on some of the places where people thought he 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 would have loopholes. I mean Vittori's a great grappler. And he was in a full-blown rear naked choke and did such a great job of capitalizing on the moment, really feeling for that split second that Vittori just kind of let it go, you know, just kind of took a a, a breath. And just, I mean, he looked phenomenal from start to finish, top from feet to the grappling.
0: You want to talk about looking phenomenal. How about your new UFC flyweight king, Brandon Moreno? Um, This was a rematch from their meeting uh, that closed out 2020, uh, I felt the first meeting was the best flyweight title fight we've ever seen. And this was only better in the sense that Moreno was able to be incredibly dominant. Like, there were a lot of people that thought Figueroa had done enough in their first meeting. You know, some people liked the the late rallying uh, by Moreno. But the bottom line is that fight ended in a draw. And this meeting was all Brandon Moreno. Like, the adjustments that he made, Pearl, uh, that's the stuff that champions are made of.
1: Oh, my gosh. This fight was such – I wouldn't say it was emotional, but it was in a sense. Like, I was so happy for Moreno. There was – you know, I had a feeling that something like this was going to happen, especially the lead-up to the fight. Um, Figueroa was, to me, in my opinion – Extremely emotional in this fight. He he had a chip on his shoulder. He was really upset at Moreno. And Moreno was just super calm. So calm. So collective. Hey, you're going fast here. You just want me to just... I mean, I'm not doing
0: anything. Like, the, the, the video's already made. I'm just going for the ride with you. Leon Edwards uh, back in oh, action, geez. taking on uh, Nate Diaz. Uh, you know, Diaz, uh, you know, finished his fight so incredibly strong. And it makes me wonder, had had he been more active in the last two years would he have won this fight? Because I feel if he would have got the game going that he had in the fifth round, say in the third, he probably puts this one away.
1: You. Know, my, the other thing you think about here is for him being inactive these last couple of years, I mean, he's competing. Leon Edwards is clearly a contender Yeah, no and, doubt. and will be no doubt. And he's still there, like right there. You know, granted he, he, Edwards clearly won those rounds, right? The beginning rounds and and then at the end, like he's still there. Right. It was it was awesome. It really makes you question where what what is Diaz true potential? Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. I, unfortunately, I think uh, you know, for for Nate, he's on the backside and and Leon, you know, is on the upswing. We'll see what happens for both gentlemen uh, moving forward. Damian Maya, same can be said, you know, he's sort of in the twilight of his uh career, you know, he's former middleweight title challenger, welterweight title challenger taking on Bilal Muhammad. This was a fight where, you know, Bilal needed to win this fight to really say something about his future. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Yes, agreed. He and he looked great. You know, I had to I, I love Bilal. He's you know, he's from Chicago. I, I've seen him. We've kind of come up together in, in the MMA scene here. And, you know, it was a bit. it was a huge fight for him. And, you, and you know, Maya is one of his idols. I mean, who who doesn't idolize Maya? Um, and, you know, he looked awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, Paul Craig uh, taking on Hill here. This was this was hard for me to look at because, like, I get – I mean, you know, you made me basically, like, wiggle in my chair in Monterey to the point where I was about to fall out of it when you uh, fought Lillian Borja. But, like, this was that same sort of scenario. This was a little bit more scary, though, because Jamal Hill could not really tap the way that – I mean – I don't know if he necessarily wanted out. He sure looked like he wanted out, but the referee I mean, was, was just, punching. yeah. I mean, yeah, but his arm looked like a freaking spaghetti noodle.
1: I mean, it was going to look like that regardless. He had absolutely no control, but the setup here, let's watch the setup to this arm bar. It was like textbook looks, so he's got.
0: It's okay, gone. Right, fine, you, don't, I, I, you guys you know, don't want, we hey, don't want to talk about pearl. Pearl, right. I'm I'm. I'm going to blame the video editors, okay? Because I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Well, well They're these, trying to sabotage anyways. you.
1: They, clearly they don't want to talk about it, but the armbar setup was incredible. So he had that overhook on the right arm of, um, of Hill. Hill? Yep. Um, so he had the right arm. He had that overhook on that arm, which would make you believe at being that, that opponent, that he would go for that armbar. But if you looked, he kind of, he was, he snuck his right hand in to grab and control that left arm. So it looked even, and his hips were slightly more, towards that right arm but really all he was doing was setting up that left arm that left arm arm bar so i'm sure hill was preparing to defend his right arm right where uh what's his name paul craig craig where craig really he was one step ahead and it was it was phenomenal and as soon as he he got a hold of that arm he went belly down Rally down arm bars are so dangerous because the arm is completely extended and then your entire body weight goes on top of that single joint and and, and there's no stopping. I mean, those arm bars, those are instant, instant taps. They can be instant breaks as we saw. And you know, it was hard because he, he also had that triangle in right. clear control of that shoulder. So it looked kind of crazy, but at the same time, I mean, even, even here, like, yeah, he couldn't move his arm and maybe he could pull it here, but look at how much, there's not much range of motion. So there's not right. much I can do. Yeah. So it, it looked crazy, but honestly, like, uh, it could have, it, it could have been that way had the arm not been broken.
0: Right. Man, um, Hill's a
1: gangster. Hill's punching with the other hand with the broken poppy arm. You know, he's punching and still trying to defend himself and still trying to get back at this fight.
0: Right. And, you know, again, I don't know if he necessarily wanted out. He did look at the referee kind of like, you know, what are you waiting for here? But you're right. He never stopped fighting. and uh, He could have uh, tapped. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he could have went like this. Like, he could have went. I mean,
0: his arm was tapping regardless of whether or not he wanted to because that thing was just bouncing all over the place. But, you know, looking at Paul Craig, he's one of those guys where, you know, we talked about Damian Maya. He, he's one of these guys, too, where it's like you know exactly what your opponent is trying to do to you, but you can't do anything about it.
1: You're just stuck. That's how you know that they're true masters and, and really good, good at what they do, um, where they can tell you. They can look at you. My coach used to say, you want to know when you got to move down, when you can look at you can look at your opponent and tell him, "I'm going to hit you with this," and then you go ahead and hit him with it, and and that's like that's almost the definition. What what's really cool too is, did you see their after party and them hanging out together? That was pretty
0: badass. Yeah, I uh, I mean, that's what this sport's all about, right? Like the camaraderie, so cool. the uh, fraternity, the uh, sorority, uh, all of it. In fact, it's, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. We've
1: talked about this having fighting someone, you prepare for this person for six to eight weeks. I mean, it is almost, it it is a relationship, but it's, it's very similar to a relationship where you're almost obsessed about this person. In some instances, some people are watching this opponent nonstop. They're watching him move. Some, some fighters like to study the entire background, the personality, the character of these fighters. I mean, it, it, it is really personal and very intimate when you fight someone, especially when you have six to eight weeks to prepare for this particular opponent. And so when you go in there, you know, this person, you know, this person and, and you have you developed a relationship with them. And, um, sometimes, you know, some people need some kind of ad- animosity or adversity between the two to, to make that fight more intense for them. And some people can look at it just like a sport, which, which they did. And even after having his arm dislocated and, and taken out of socket, you know, the ability that those two had to get together to celebrate one another, celebrate each one success and one one for trying. Like that is so cool. And it truly is what our sport is about. It's such a small, small, um what's the word I'm looking for, not sport, but you know, it's a small field that we have together. Which right, there's yeah. martial artists in the world. And I, I love that. I love that, yes, of course we all love the, you know, the animosity between one another, but it's also nice to have that support from one another. So right. it was it was really cool to, and fun to see.
0: I have huge animosity towards your internet right now because your audio is just destroying my eardrums, but not much I can do about it unfortunately no i don't i don't i mean you can try I don't know if that's necessarily gonna help, but we'll try to roll with it We'll try to I don't think that's a good idea I don't know um technical issue it's live you know that's how you know we're live uh you can get at us right now. Uh, on on Twitch, just throw a question in the uh, the chat there, and we'd love to uh, hear from you. Uh, we got a busy weekend ahead of us as the UFC is back in action uh, at the Apex. The Korean Zombie uh, taking on Dan Fifty K Ege. It is a fun featherweight fight as both of these gentlemen are ranked. Uh, looking at the Korean Zombie, number four, taking on the number eight ranked um, Dan Ege. I, I like this fight for a variety of reasons. One, as we said at the top of the show, like what what are you gonna do? You have to watch the Korean zombie when he fights because you never know what he can pull off. You know, he can you know fly through the air and knee in the face or he can uh, put a twister on you on the floor like he did uh, against Leonard Garcia. Uh, Dan 50K look like if your nickname is going to be 50K because that's the bonus, like you've gotta bring it. You can't be the 50K guy and- and like, just go out there and earn technical, you know, uh, win by the the skin of your teeth decisions. You got to go out there and, and push the narrative. And uh, if he does that uh, against the Korean zombie, uh, we should get everything we want and more from this uh, main event. And I, and I feel bad a little bit for the athletes. Uh, on this card pearl because we're coming off a very exciting UFC 263 Uh, we've got 264 coming up in in less than a month so a lot of people are looking back at last week's card looking forward to the return of of, uh, McGregor and uh, and Poirier and like these cards that get sandwiched in the middle they get lost in the shuffle but I I promise you uh, these two in our main event coming up on on Saturday are going to give it their all and, and force the MMA
1: world to pay attention. Yeah, I mean, this is why the UFC is the best organization in mixed martial arts in the world, you know, because they just continue to deliver week after week and incredible fights like this. And yes, Zombie versus Ige is such a fun fight. I mean, two uh, similar but yet so different fighters, right? Ige is coming from the Contender Series, who had an impressive win there. And we're looking at Zombie now. Zombie, who's been around forever, definitely. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Not yet, go but Hall I mean, I mean he's, he's
0: still putting together that Hall of Fame run. Like, it's going to yeah. be hard-pressed. Like, I used to think that you had to win a UFC title to this. get into the Hall of Fame. But, like, we're starting uh, to see. Hooks
1: in. You see that? He had his full hooks in, and then he goes, and he lets go and just takes one leg there. And he's already setting this up. This guy has no idea what's about to happen to him. And then it's over. Incredible setup. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's I okay. Talk I, about that I, transition.
0: I, I was just going to say that, you know, looking at Korean zombie, like I, I used to think that you had to win a title to get into the UFC hall of fame. This is not the case. Like Donald Cerrone not going to win a UFC title. The Korean zombie, you know, he still has some time, but I mean, it's a, it's a hard, uh, featherweight, um, you know, roster to get through. He might not win a title, but I'm with you. Like, these people are going to be remembered forever, and uh, I, I won't be I mean, surprised zombie, if gets in the, the the Hall of Fame.
1: Zombie has some huge wins. I mean he he defeated Poirier with his with Poirier's own darts. Did you see that fight? Like his his uppercut will take you to another planet if he, if he lands it on you first and foremost. But he's got knockouts. He's got submissions. I mean, I have another one that I wrote down that he hit on someone else that was super impressive. The twister, obviously, I have to come back to it. But, yes, Zombie has some big wins. Zombie's been around for years. I mean, I, I've been watching him for – everybody's been watching and idolizing him forever. And that's kind of what's going on here with Ige. Ige talked about, about Zombie being one of his idols, and now here we are. And, and he's, he's been calling out Zombie. He's wanted this fight for some time now. And you know what I love? Like He's, he's, he's a little bit shorter, stockier. He's so powerful. I mean, look at his strikes, his, his inside and short punches and short work are insane. I mean, look at that. You get hit with these shots. Either you're going out one, which this guy luckily survived it, or he's used, look at how powerful that is. That's insane. What he does though, is he utilizes. if he doesn't put you out and turn the lights off, he utilizes that power to get you here and in this transition here, and he takes your back and he works here and, and, and we'll finish you one way or the other, which makes this fight so exciting. I mean, he's got three wins right now with, with rear naked choke in the UFC. I, excuse me, one on the contender series and then two in the UFC. I mean, it's, it's perfect the way he sets up his submission.
0: Yeah, no, and this is a, a really good fight for a, a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I'm excited to see you know how this sort of fleshes out uh, in the 145 pound division um, because this is a big opportunity I think for for both men. Um, you know, looking at, at Korean Zombie, he's uh, you know coming off a, a tough loss to, to Brian Ortega. Um, you know, he's two and two in his last four. Uh, I'm not going to say this is a must-win fight for him, but it sort of is if he wants to remain on the fringes uh, of possibly getting a, a title fight or a title eliminator. When you look at Dan Ige, Like, this is his big, big moment. You know, if he's able to get Mm -hmm. past uh, the Korean Zombie, it's going to say a a lot about him here uh, moving forward. And, like, let's take a look uh, at our rankings here because they all chase Alexander Volkanovsky. You got uh, Max Holloway and uh, Brian Ortega. Um, Yair Rodriguez, who beat uh, the Korean Zombie, Korean Zombie at four. Uh, Calvin Cater, who uh, I believe has a win over uh, Dan Ige, um, and then, you know, you start to see some uh, contenders, like, you know, from on the outside of the top five, like, they're still all badass. Like, uh, even yeah, Chikadze, like, man, like, he might be top five in the world. We're, we're finding that out as we speak. Edson Barboza is still very much a factor, despite having a, a long run here in the UFC. Like, I don't think that there is a uh, easy fight, really, for anybody uh, in this top 10 whether you're in the top 5 or in the the bottom 5 uh, of the top 10 and uh, you know for Korean Zombie I think he's going to have to try to make a statement taken on a, a guy like Danny Ige at number number eight. One thing that I'm curious, though, and it, it really jumps off the page when you look at Korean Zombie's uh, record in the UFC, he had a long time away from the sport, uh, just about four years, uh, and it was because of, of mandatory military service that he had to serve in South Korea. And I, I'm curious, Pearl, when you look at you know what the Korean Zombie has done throughout his career, he, he hasn't really got that signature win to go and, and, and fight for the um, UFC title and win and, and put together a run. If you were able to not walk away you know, and was able to stay in active competition for four years in the UFC, do you think he would have been a champion by now?
1: Absolutely. And, and I believe especially early, early on or earlier on in his career, he was ahead of his time especially, you know, um, the Asian market, the grappling ability that he had, and, and the ability to apply it in MMA, he was ahead of his time. Again, I mean, this man would would do things like this, this is still, still today, mixed MMA is where it is today. and There's a still only been two hit in the UFC or, or three, maybe. <clears throat> and then you look at his, his ability to, to knock you out and put you out and how clean his strikes are. He's got a monster uppercut. He's got a beautiful right hand. I mean, it's overhand right. You watch right there. It's just pinpoint perfect. And this dude's lights are out. It's over. And so, yeah, I believe that he absolutely would have, would have been there competing for it, you know, and uh, we'll see what, what happens sometimes, you know, different things go on in our life and, and, you know, you can see some fighters need some time where they're just, you know, they're, they're really challenged and it, it may not be necessarily the sport. It may be whatever's going on personally. Um, but they come back. You can't take away from Ortega though. Ortega right now just looks on a, like he's on another level. And, uh, you know, the zombie had a tough time adjusting in that fight. Yeah. He, did. And, he had I a mean, tough time in the moment adapting.
0: And that's another thing too. Like Brian Ortega is a guy that I think a lot of people sort of um, moved on after he lost to, to Max Holloway. I think people were kind of counting him out and then he comes back uh, against the zombie and nearly hits the Korean zombie. I mean, he did hit it with uh, hit him with it, but nearly stopped in the same way that Yair Rodriguez stopped the Korean zombie with that uh, crazy elbow. Um, you know, Brian Ortega, uh, no joke. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, as he moves forward, uh, you got the open fighter and and you know potential title fight looming uh, after that. So I, I don't know. I love forty five. Like it's it's just a, a phenomenal division. Uh, one that so uh, one, I mean, seriously. Like uh, <laughs> looking at the Volkanovski title reign. Like Max Holloway. Like people feel that Max won both of his fights with Volkanovski. And you know, like you can't keep giving Max title fights over and over again but at the same time Holloway might earn them over and over again so
1: I mean you can't you you how do you deny him that when when he had the performance he had in his last performance like that that was insane it was such an insane performance so it is it's a Tough job for the
0: matchmaker, that's for sure. No, 100%. Um, co-main event coming up on Saturday night features a pair of heavyweights, the number 15-ranked Alexi Olenek taking on Sergey Spivak. Um, what can you say about Alexei Olenek other than this man has been fighting forever uh, 75 mm-hmm. mixed martial arts bouts um, you know he, he's ran into a little bit of tough time in the UFC as of late two and two uh, in his last four but he's got a win over uh, Fabricio over doom he, he's another guy we were talking about uh, Paul Craig and and Damian Maya. like uh, Alexio Olenek's gonna take you down to the floor and, and try to crank your neck or put you in an Ezekiel choke and you know a lot of times people know exactly what they're in store for but it doesn't really matter because Alexi Olenek <laughs> is just that damn good. Like, what what can you say about Alexi in, in the modern day for, for heavyweights? Because I feel like he may be a, a bit of a one-trick pony, but it's a hell of a trick.
1: I mean, you could say that, but isn't he coming off of a knockout in his last, his yeah, last fight?
0: Yeah, so, like, I mean, he he has the ability to hurt you with his hands. But, like, more often than not, he he's going to be outmatched in the feet.
1: Right, agreed, agreed. And he I mean he's got his Sambo background, obviously, in his wrestling. And and the thing about this fight that, that it is interesting is the the difference in um Olinik has I don't even know how many fights he has. Over seventy five, right? Seventy five. Seventy-five fights and uh Spivak only has 14. So the experience level is right insane, insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you can really sort of say about that experience either, Pearl. Because, like, I feel like there are times where the experience factor gets sort of pushed a little bit too much. But we're at, you know, talking about sometimes the, the experience edge being like five or six fights. But when you're talking about sixty fights, you know what I mean? Like, that that's a different sort of experience advantage altogether
1: it is and you know what i love the most about the heavyweight division is i feel like it's evolving so quickly now and 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 the up and coming heavyweights are just so impressive their their movement their ability to to have speed when they're so big like that you know Olinick has great grappling and and that's hard it's hard for these big heavyweights to move around and to move more big weight like the big ass dudes like that so um it, it is it's an interesting fight to see the the less experienced fighter to see where he really is. Both of these dudes are coming off of knockouts, so this is definitely going to be a fun fight.
0: Well, looking at um, Olenek, he's lost his last two uh, where he was Knocked out in both of those. Uh, but the fight that I think that you're remembering uh, that he looked good on, on the feet was his fight against uh, Fabricio Verdum where he took mm-hmm. a uh, split decision and outstruck Verdum. And Verdum's a, a very good striker, obviously former UFC yes. uh, heavyweight champion. Um, but, you know, on that night, it, it was uh, Olenek that was just able to kind of put things Point. together. Granted, it was a, a a split decision. But, you know, the, the bottom line about uh, Olenek is... You can't let him really do anything the way that he wants to because, yes, while he is a a grappler on paper, the bottom line is he, he is that true veteran. And when you fight 75 times and most of your fights are, you know, wins, things just go your way for whatever reason, like he he knows how to survive. You you don't stick around this long in in mixed martial arts without being able to do some things. And at times things that nobody expects you to do. First fight Pearl, November 10th, 1996.
1: That's insane. I was 10 years old.
0: I was in sixth grade. So (laughs) like, he was
1: fighting. How crazy is that? Seriously?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that's impressive. That's impressive. Like, he's definitely someone that we would need to talk to and, and and figure out, like, how? How did he manage to maintain, at the highest level, such a long career? I right. mean, that's not easy. Not many athletes can have a career that long.
0: No, and, and that's my question. You know, is this a must win for Alexei Olenek? Because, like I said, he's gone 2-4 and four, um, over his last six. Mm. You know, 2-2 two and two in his last four. Uh, but he does have wins over Verdum, which... You know, I I don't want to discredit the win over Verdum, but it it was, you know, Fabricio being uh, gone for a long time. He he had a long layoff and he came back and, like, just didn't look ready uh, to fight. But, again, I I don't want to say that Olenek is shopworn or that the division is passing him by because in this heavyweight division, more importantly... um, fighters are able to stick around for a very long time. I mean, guys like Ben Rothwell, Andre Orlovsky have been, you know, fighting at the the highest level for a very long time. Most divisions don't afford you a 15 to 20 year uh, career. So Olenek can still do some things, but, you know, as he gets a little bit longer in the tooth, he's got to win at least at a 50% clip, you'd think if he wants to stick around in the UFC's heavyweight division. Yes.
1: I mean, heavyweight it is it's like uh it's like some of the women divisions there's just not that much not as much not that much as much competitors and competition there so um you know but again i think that this division is developing right now i think it's developing faster than it ever has and that we are seeing these fighters evolve I, i'm so impressed with the with the newcomers in the in the heavyweight division and um you know it, this is this is a big fight for him yeah, to look- see where he is, and is the sport past, Is the sport evolving faster than he is, and is he still evolving?
0: Right, man, you're just crushing the evolving word on this <laughs> broadcast. Not no evolvement for Pearl. Um, looking looking at Sergey Spivak too. You know, he he's uh, twelve and two in his mixed martial arts run, but you know he's one one lost one 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 lost one uh in the UFC, and and that again is a sort of a testament to this heavyweight class. You say it is evolving. The talent is is. Very, very difficult. Um, you know, it's a division where it's hard to string multiple wins together because it mm. just seems like more than any other division, anything can happen on uh, any given night. And we'll see what Sergey has for uh, Alexia Linick at his year co main event coming up uh, on Saturday. Let's uh, switch gears, talk about a, a fun uh, bantamweight fight. Uh Cheeto Vera yeah. back in action. You know, Cheeto had a uh a <laughs> sort of tough end of the year last year. He got that win over uh the sugar show, Sean O'Malley. He
1: looked impressive.
0: Yeah. And then that was
1: such a good fight.
0: And then unfortunately for him, he he ran into uh Jose Aldo. And and that was a, mm-hmm. a fight where I think a lot of people were expecting um Cheeto Vera to sort of shine and 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 get something um Done, And, you know, like when you have an opportunity um, to fight a legend uh, and you're the up and coming prospect, like while Cheeto Vera was a a mild underdog, a lot of people expected sort of a a passing of the guard to a certain extent that we would see uh, Vera, you know, really sort of make a name for himself that people would definitely remember. And coming off that uh, O'Malley win, it it seemed like things were were going his way. So now I'm curious, he he loses to Jose Aldo. How much does that hurt his progression? Because, you know, this is a sport of, of what have you done for me lately? Uh, you you mentioned the, o, the O'Malley win. He looked very impressive. Does the loss to Aldo negate that sort of momentum that he built up by defeating Sean O'Malley?
1: I don't know, because Aldo's going to go down as one of the greatest fighters right? ever. So, But not as a Bantamweight, lose-
0: though. That, I mean, that's the thing, too. It, it, Aldo beat him at Bantamweight. He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest 45 pounder.
1: You know, I don't know. This is interesting because again, you can't take away who he lost to. Um, I think that this is a big fight for him. This is a big fight to see whether it was a bad night or, you know, or he's got, he's got some more work to do. So uh, it, it, this is, this is one of those fights that we will see. We will see, you know, is he, is he a rising star? Is he, is he as, as impressive Is he as Great as he displayed when he competed against O'Malley, because if as we were watching that fight, I mean, he did he defeated O'Malley without even really having to strike. His presence, his 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 defense in that fight was just shutting down O'Malley, and that is so hard to to have and and to understand as a fighter like that. You have that it's confidence. You carry that confidence, and um, that's really tough to to develop in in especially in the sport at the highest level. So uh this is this is a big test for him.
0: Yeah. Um we're gonna take a quick break from this uh fight between uh Cheeto Vera um and uh uh hang on what, what what where is it? Okay, there it is. David Grant. We'll talk about David Grant in a moment. Um but uh, I'm getting excited Pearl we got a new toy here. You ready for our first Twitch question? I don't even know what it is.
1: Oh geez. Right, sure. Let's see.
0: We press the button. Uh, question from Z187. What about Nate the Stockton Zombie Diaz? Uh does he deserve <laughs> Hall of Fame too? Yes, I think so.
1: 100%. I mean, how can he 100%. not? How
0: can he not? Like the fights with Conor <clears throat> McGregor alone put him in that hall.
1: That and I mean, to me even his his just his last performance, uh he looked he, he was there and he coming off of not fighting inactivity for so long and to come in there and to show that he's still there he wasn't just fighting you know uh, a guy he was fighting the top in the division and showed like you can never count Diaz out and you know just his mentality I think that he gives a lot of hope to to people that are are from the streets you know and and He's he's always stood true to his character. There's so many different parts to him that make him a legend. That that will that I believe he should should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and like the the timeline for it is sort of the question, right? Because they only put so many people in the Hall of Fame each year, and I think maybe mm-hmm. it's something that we need to sort of step up. Like maybe you, uh, especially to sort of speed up the uh, you know induction of the the older generation like i think we should be putting in like <laughs> almost like five people per category honestly like that's what i think we we need you have the modern era you have the the pioneer era the contributors era like let's just fill this thing up
1: yeah i you do know it's funny because they asked him last week you know well, when was he retiring and he said i'm never retiring at life so we might see him forever you believe competing. that you believe that <laughs> I mean,
0: forever... Forever ever?
1: Ah, I, I swear, I love, I love his answers to his questions. He makes me laugh so much. Yeah, he's such a good character.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get back to our preview coming up uh, Saturday uh, again. Number fifteen, Marlon Chito Vera taking on Davy Grant. When you look at Davy Grant, like it's easy to sort of forget about him because he's been on this sort of uh, run where he only fights like once a year. And and granted, COVID was uh, a difficult thing for for everyone, <laughs> but Davy Grant's still very much a, a factor now. He's fights uh, Cheeto Vera coming up. You know, we were talking about Vera fighting uh, Jose Aldo, and I, I know that Cheeto Vera is not to the level of recognition that Jose Aldo is, but this is a fight where Davey Grant can really sort of put himself on the map and steal some uh, shine and thunder uh, from Cheeto Vera. You know, if he gets a win over Vera, you gotta believe that Davy Grant likely will have, you know, that number next to his name uh, come next week where he would be a, a top 15 guy. Um, how do you deal with that because at the end of the day every fight is a big fight and every fight is the biggest fight of your life but when you know that you're fighting for a ranked spot in the UFC that can be mentally draining on an athlete
1: it can or it can it can force them to rise to the occasion uh Depending on the, the athlete and the mindset of that athlete, some people need that. Some people need that pressure to, to rise to the occasion, and, and some can it – can, it can get in their way. Uh, it all depends. But he's an impressive striker. I mean, we were just watching. Did you see – every shot that was coming was powerful. He's very accurate. His ability to switch stances here – I mean, watch the combinations that he's putting together – He's he's an impressive striker, and, and look at that. I mean, that's power there. That's power, and that's stringing together two to three punches to land that last one and right. and his ability to move. I mean, he's got incredible striking. And
0: look at the confidence, too. Like, he's he's mm-hmm. in there, and it's not like Martinez isn't thrown back at him here. You know what I mean? But it, mm-hmm. it looks like David Grant is just so comfortable that he doesn't really worry about the offense being returning kind, and, like, that is such a... Uh, statement and one that can really throw off your opponent if you're just like standing there and light on your feet, you know, switching up uh, uh, the footwork and, and ultimately throwing together volume without really having to move or or run away in any sort of frantic uh, sort of pace. Like this is all Davy Grant and this is ultimately why he's really, really dangerous.
1: Right. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, at, Look that. at that. Right
0: that hand to the body, amazing. left hook up to the jaw. Like. Bye-bye.
1: Yes. And this is what I just talked about, about Chito. Chito has that same presence. He has a very similar presence where he's never really backing down. And neither is is Davey. Like, you watch. He's he's controlling the, the cage here. You know, and he's 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 uh, responding. Right. But he's not moving back. He's not coming out of his stance. Very, very right in your face and structured. Even there, he threw a big sidekick, which would – you would think would take you out of your stance, and he's not. He comes back. He's got great balance, great footwork with his striking ability, and is never really moving backwards. Right. You and- know, I mean, there he took a couple steps, but look, he's right back in range and right back in in O'Malley's space. And this <clears throat> this is uh this can be detrimental for a fighter, especially an elusive fighter. Um, <clears throat> you just kind of feel like you're never you're never um catching up you're 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 never like getting ahead because this person just won't get out of your range or won't get out of their range if you will and so this this makes this a really fun fight both of these dudes are not going to back away and and they're not going to come out of their shell or come out of their stance or their defensive you know shell and and to one another so they're going to stand and they're going to trade and and man this should be an exciting fight
0: yeah, and also, too, you know, we're looking at O'Malley, like O'Malley is the mm. epitome of comfortable uh, on the feet. And in this fight, obviously, right. uh, was not necessarily that because, uh, you know, Cheeto uh, capitalized and, and really uh, took him out here on, on the floor. And, uh, you know, obviously, O'Malley, I think, had a, an issue with his leg there. So maybe it's not uh, uh, the most... Uh, you know, accurate description of a typical Sean O'Malley fight. But the bottom line is Cheeto Vera did what he needed to do to win. And, uh, you know, he, he picked up arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest win of his career that night. And, uh, now he looks to get back into the, uh, the, the win column, uh, by taking on Davey Grant. It will be a, uh, fun fight. Definitely to keep your eye on speaking of fun fights that you need to keep your eye on. Look at this. Matt Brown has been in the UFC Mm -hmm. forever since season seven of the ultimate fighter. Um, You know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, they're putting away Mike Swick. um, Matt Brown is definitely in the mix for a bonus every single time he he steps into the octagon. Let's put it into perspective a little bit because, like, Forty MMA fights, Ultimate Fighter seven veteran, uh, made his debut at the Tough Seven uh, finale. He's making his twenty eighth UFC appearance coming up uh, on Saturday night, and you know we're just talking about his UFC run. His MMA run started back uh, in October of two thousand and five, and this is exactly why he is always in the hunt for a bonus. His finishing rate uh, of his victories, um, he finishes eighty one percent. So don't blink. Don't blink. And he's got a a, a really fun fighter in front of him in in Diego Lima. This guy uh, has been in the UFC for a while, you know, stand out on on the ultimate fighter in in multiple seasons. Um, You know, I I don't want to, like, make a proclamation that this is going to be fight of the night because anytime you do that, uh, it it seems like you're you're jinxing it. Um, But – I, you know what? I'm lying, Pearl. I, I am saying this is going to be fight of the night. Buy or sell? Wow. Do you wow. think that, that that this could be fight of the night? Are you going to buy <laughs> that statement or are you going to going to pass and maybe I'm putting the jinx in?
1: Uh, I have to answer that question?
0: Yeah, so do you buy or sell? So the statement is Brown and Lima will be fight of the night. Do you buy that I meaning sell. yes, you oh, you sell. Okay. So now you're making me the bad I- guy. <laughs>
1: I mean, I wanted to agree with you, but I just can't because I'm really excited about the zombie Gay fight. I'm going to be quite honest sure. with you. Sure.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we're talking about Gay, whose nickname is literally 50K. So I understand that. I understand that.
1: <laughs> it, it It is because, I, you know, they both have a lot of really good back. They just both are similar yet so different. So I I feel like that's that's going to be fight of the night. All right. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. You know, it's it's interesting looking at um, um, Matt Brown. Like, I don't care who you are, you're going to look completely different when you have been, uh, you know, put in photos side by side from 14 years ago. And that's that's how long Matt Brown uh, has been fighting in the Open Fighting Championships. Like, it's crazy to look back and, and see, you know what he looked uh, like when he was on The Ultimate Fighter because, you know, a, a decade and a half in the UFC is, is, I mean, that's something to be proud of. And that's another thing, too. Like, Matt Brown, we talk about his finishing rate. You see him locking up that guillotine there. Like, he'll mm-hmm. punch your lights out, and he'll also submit you if you give him an opportunity.
1: Yes, you know, I remember I remember watching Matt Brown years ago, and I just remember I, I studied him for a while because I loved his clinch. He had such a great clench for MMA. And when you see it there, I mean, look at his elbows. He had great elbows, his ability to turn the the clench and the standing into, and transition into some grappling exchanges like he's doing there and then finish it. Like he's, he's just one of those fighters. And especially at that time that, um, to me, like not many fighters had this, this <clears throat> amazing of a clench and, and, and grappling the, the striking to grappling transition. And, uh, yeah, I remember studying him. I think that he is, he's a very fun fighter. He does have multiple ways to finish you. If, and you watched while he was striking in there. His ability to, to come forward, switch stances, which is not very easy to do, and still strike with power. That is impressive. And again, that's not easy to do. I mean, if you look at a traditional striker, they, they move with this their lead leg, whatever their lead leg is, they, they, they will move forward with that lead leg forward. And for him, he is switching his stance, which one, he's able to generate power, but two, that really helps with his, his defense and takedowns um, and his ability to defend takedowns in the moment while he's striking. And so, yeah, he, he is a fun fighter. I agree with you there. I, I really love his clench and I love his elbows.
0: Fight of the night. I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it. Um, looking over at the, uh, the Twitch channel, uh, we always have a, a really active community over there. By the way, if, if you are watching on Twitch, uh, throw a question in the chat and we'll uh, definitely get to it. But uh, Jens Pulver is hanging out in the uh, in the Twitch uh, chat. And uh, you want to talk about a guy who deserves it to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. It's Lil' Evil, Jens Pulver. Um, best left hook, I think, in, in mixed martial arts history. Uh, first ever UFC. I mean, he was the first ever lightweight champion, but when he actually captured that belt, they called it the Bantamweight Championship. So that's how old school Jen's Pulver is. Um, oh, my yeah. God. My
1: dad was like uh, – Jen's Pulver was his favorite fighter, and he was he just loved him. He loved him. It, it, it's cool that when you mention him, it, it reminds me of my dad because that was my dad's favorite fighter was Jen's. So hi, Jens.
0: Honestly, one of my favorite fighters as well, if not my favorite fighter. Um, I get to meet Jens. Like, I, I said this last week. Like, I watched Jens fight Rob Emerson on a volleyball court in Minnesota in Rob Emerson's first fight. Like,
1: what? Insane. It's
0: awesome. Um, going back to the uh, Twitch questions, uh, we've got a, a question from Fish1133. Uh, ask Pearl her thoughts oh. on Connor versus Dustin3. Oh, man. Yeah. Um,
1: it's such a hard one because I'm such a big fan of both. And they both, they both have shut each other down.
0: I mean, yeah. granted, it's
1: been, it's been, you know, the the time that right. they both did this, but they still both equally can say, I finished you. I stopped you. And that's what makes this fight so crazy because, it, and this is why this fight needs to happen. Right. 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 And I think that, um, I think that Dustin is just on a rampage right now. I think that he's so locked in Uh, whatever changes he's made in his career and in his camps over the years, they, all of that work, all of the, the wisdom, all of the experience, they are, it's working, it's coming together. He really does have a good system in place right now. And he's looking incredible out there. Um, uh, And, and Connor, you know, he's just, he's a, he. He's also one of those fighters that can come in and, I mean, look what he did to, to Cowboy. And when he came in in that fight, we were just like, oh, my God, he's next level. I mean, the things that he's done in his career where he's had these crazy, insane, defining moments. So, you know, Connor can show up as the greatest ever. And so it just it makes for such a fun fight. I I don't know who I'm picking. I don't want to pick. I just want a great fight. How about that? You know, That's nice
0: i I definitely hope we have a great fight as well because I mean when you're in that main event spotlight, biggest fight card of the year, you you don't want it to be even even just an okay fight because an okay fight will not make uh, the expectations when when you're you know on the marquee T-mobile arena, uh, first big show back in Vegas, people are expecting the absolute best out of both of these men. Um, what I will say though, is this is a sport of what have you done for me lately and obviously Dustin won that last fight uh you got to believe i mean maybe maybe i'm wrong like who does this favor pearl in the idea that this fight is happening again so quickly does it favor <coughs> dustin or does it favor Connor, because the information that he got in their second meeting, you got to believe is going to be better than say the information that Dustin had from the first meeting, because you know there not a lot of time has passed uh, when you consider the the two bouts. So like, does does Connor have a better chance at righting his wrongs because he's rematching a, a fighter that is largely the same as? He was in the last fight where when Dustin fought Connor, I mean, we're talking about so much time had passed that they're completely different, both guys.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's a very interesting question. And it also goes back to my theory on, you know, when you have a fighter in front of you and how you prepare for this fighter and you have so many weeks and you develop a relationship with this with these fighters. Can you imagine the relationship that these two have built amongst each other, competing against each other, especially? back to back now, like they have, how many months have they had to sit and obsess and put together their game plan and think about how this fight, how it happens. And there's just so many pieces. And as you can see with Moreno, who really took that six months and he took that time to, and he kept saying this in his his interviews, I did not take advantage and I didn't take this time for granted. I utilized every single day to improve, to, to take notes on my, my past fight and, and and to make adjustments. And he really came in and he did that. He made the adjustments. You can tell that he was locked in 100% since that fight, from the day that fight ended until, until he went in there and fought him last week. And I believe that that plays a big part in this because uh, both gentlemen just had this fight um, a few months ago, Conor and, and McGregor. And so which one will, will capitalize on the amount of time that they've had to adapt, to, to you know, develop their the, a plan or change and switch things up? We're going to find out. We're going to find out here real soon.
0: July 10th. I'm literally like counting the days as we get closer, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, 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 it's a really a monumental fight card for a variety of reasons. Obviously, you have the, this huge main event, but there haven't been fights in the fight capital of the world from the standpoint that we're used to. I know the apex has been running, but like, again, like think about how long it's been since the UFC has been inside T-Mobile arena with tens of thousands of fans. Like I'm going up there. I don't care if we're working. I don't care if we're not working. Like I'm going to be in that city that week, just because I need to feel it. I need to, uh, you know, relive what it means to be on the ground in the greatest fight city on the planet (laughs) when the stakes are at an all time
1: high. Yeah. I mean, and the the card is insane, you know, and, and I agree. I agree with you. I I don't know if we're not working, if I'll be there, but I mean, I'm definitely be tuned in to watch.
0: All right. I mean, you gotta be there. Like I'll, I'll I'll come pick you up. (laughs) I'll drive all the way to Brooklyn and pick you up. Let's go.
1: If you pick me up, then I'll go. So you come pick me up.
0: That's a long drive. (laughs) It's a little bit out of my way, you know? Damn. Just a tad. I, I can't imagine. Like, you, how did you get all your stuff to Brooklyn? Did, you didn't drive it, did you?
1: No, no you way. It? And I I shipped it via UPS and the amount of stress that took it, oh, or the amount of stress that caused. And uh, yeah. uh, I, I, you honestly, if you're going to move across country to hire movers, it's way easier. It's more efficient. The cost, it's way better. It's cost effective. That's the word you want to use. Like, right. it, it's just what just have movers ship that just,
0: i mean just if i if, if i'm moving to the other side of the country i think i'm buying a dumpster first and then movers second <laughs> just getting rid of you everything. know and i
1: just i decided to move in 10 days and that's what kind of made my situation a that, little more stressful
0: that says a lot about you pearl i mean that's actually <laughs> a, like a really good sort of example of who pearl gonzalez is like she woke up and decided uh, you
1: know what i'm moving to brooklyn oh that's exactly what happened yeah. that's exactly what happened it's um, so funny
0: Let's get back to someone we were talking about just a moment ago. Uh, Brandon Moreno, huge night on Saturday night. He becomes the first Mexican-born UFC champion, which when you think about the culture of fighting in Mexico, you knew it was just a matter of time until they had a Mexican-born mixed martial arts champion in, in the UFC. And that man is Brandon Moreno. Um, I, I think, I mean, granted, the, the culture in, in Mexico is always going to be boxing first and in, in mixed martial arts second. But Brandon Moreno is elevating not only his status, but the status of mixed martial arts to a market that the UFC has wanted to really ingrain themselves in uh, since Zufa purchased the company. And, you know, th- they've had some, uh, you know, Mexican heritage, you know, occupied championship spots, you know, most notably Kane uh, Velasquez, but um, mm-hmm. Brandon Moreno <laughs> is, is different altogether. And uh, I, I, you know, when we went down there for, for ICON last year, I remember talking to some of the the local fighters, and, and they were, you know, citing a, a lot of uh, their inspiration to Brandon Moreno. And and that says something when, A, Brandon Moreno, you know, fights in the, the lightest weight division uh, for men in the UFC uh, at flyweight. You know, this is a division that uh, was almost scrapped not too long ago. But um, the fact that he is resonating with, you know, young, up-and-coming Mexican fighters really says a lot about the, the sport and, and Moreno's future, I think, uh, south of the border and, and building his status and, and the Ultimate Fighting Championship status.
1: Yes. You, TJ, I, I remember having this conversation before. We have, we've been in Mexico quite often this year for ICON, and um, I, I just believe that there's so much talent there. there there's so much room for growth in MMA in, in Mexico. And there, there are, there's so many fighters out there. There's so many hungry, young fighters that, that really do, you know, want to succeed. Or like you said, look, look up to Moreno. I've, I've had the opportunity. He, he come, he would come into my gym in San Diego, 10th Planet San Diego. And he was, he was so nice and, and respectful and just came in and put his head down and worked hard. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's that to me is like so many of the the Mexican up and coming fighters. And y- you know, you saying it, boxing will always be its its first sport. I-, I don't know if that's that's you can continue to say that in the future. I do believe that mixed martial arts will become number one. Mexico is just one of those countries where they're they're so passionate about fighting. And um, now that they do have someone like Brandon Moreno to look up to, you know, like who knows what happens in that that country and even the gym he's at I've I've trained there uh several times in terms of it's a badass gym right? there's four floors it's state of the art i mean i was so impressed with that gym and they there's,
0: have affiliates all over the country as well
1: yes and and there was like when I was there, there was like the boxing class. There was like 50 students in the boxing class. And then you go to the next level and there's a whole floor of mats. And there was like 30 students in the, in the grappling, the jujitsu room. Like, you know, it was just so cool to see how much, uh, uh, what's the word, like to look forward to in this country right. and, and how the, Mex- the Mexican culture is adapting to mixed martial arts. I do believe that you're going to see a huge Spur and, and talent there. There's yeah. so many talented fighters and we've had the opportunity to see some of these up and coming fighters, you know, on icon and, and watch some of them um, that I'm really excited for. I'm really excited for the future and where Brandon Moreno will inspire this country to go.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely think uh, maybe you're onto something with the idea that maybe mixed martial arts could take over. I mean, uh, it, it's possible. And, uh, you know, that that's one thing, too, you know, with ICON, especially in the state of uh, Sonora and also Sinaloa, you know, these are areas that haven't had a, a really good regional promotion to be the example uh, for these young up-and-coming fighters to really fight for. And that's one thing that every single state, whether, you know, it's in – the United States or, or south of the border in Mexico, you need a good regional uh, place to have the the sport shine and also try to get to and elevate your game. Uh, I remember uh, Juan Tyson Grinot. You know, he he talked about how ICON changed his entire life just because it was the goal. It was the goal to look forward to getting back there and, and fighting and putting on a show. And, you know, when you don't have shows, you're not going to dedicate uh, a lot of your time to something that is a pipe dream. And when you finally have that stage ahead of you, um, it changes, like you said, his life altogether. So maybe we'll see, maybe maybe, uh, maybe Mixed Martial Arts uh, will be the uh, combat sport of choice for Mexico moving forward. Um, let's go exactly back to- uh, with Moreno. Let's go back to uh, some questions here from uh, our uh, chat here on, on Twitch. <laughs> this from uh, Gulo Gulo. Uh, Leon Edwards just won versus Nate Diaz. Wonderboy is facing Gilbert Burns soon. If either of them finish in exciting fashion, do they deserve to jump ahead of Leon? Uh, looking beautiful as always, Pearl. Um, oh, thank you. He said looking beautiful as Damn. always, TJ, but it, they <laughs> ran out of space when they copied it. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I got to think that Leon Edwards has done enough to solidify his status. But, you know, as as we always say, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport. If Gilbert Burns or Wonderboy, you know, comes out and no. does something crazy, they could jump the line. No,
1: no. I thought about it for a second there, right. and no. Okay. No, Leon Edwards is definitely, you know, next.
0: All right, next. I mean, you're you're convicted. With yes, this, no. like
1: I, I like and, this. and let me say why he's he's on a ten fight win streak. Who else has that resume? Does, does Burns Burns just had his opportunity? Right. Burns, yeah, Burns
0: I just hear had you. his opportunity. I mean, so I don't know if Gilbert Burns yeah. is necessarily going to fight for a title um, n- next. Uh, Wonder Boy could. A lot of it depends on on you know the outcome of that fight and in the fashion that they get it done. But one thing that I think could be possible is the winner of that. Could fight Leon Edwards himself.
1: possibly. But again, like Leon has, he's he's just been he's just been winning for so long. Like how it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to deny him that next next you know or that next opportunity. But you know the the matchmakers. This is why they're matchmakers, and we're not. You know they're definitely going to figure it out. I, it's a great question because. You would like everybody loves Wonderboy. And if Wonder Boy can come out and put on an impressive performance, everybody would want to see him compete. But you cannot take away the work and the talent that Leon Edwards has. I truly believe that he he's entitled to the next opportunity.
0: Yeah. I mean, never say never, um, but all signs point to Leon Edwards getting that uh, opportunity. And, you know, I, I can't think of, like you said, who, who has a better resume? No one right now. I mean, he's the man. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Back to uh, more questions uh, on Twitch. Uh, question from Formal. Uh, anyone know her IG? Tell them. <laughs> it's at Pro Gonzalez, is it not?
1: At Pearl Gonzalez, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: See, that's branding right there, Pearl. You don't mess around.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the question, God-like. formal.
0: You know, I need you to get me uh, verified on Instagram. They told me I don't meet the qualifications, which I think that just means I'm not important enough. But well, I, I feel I, important.
1: I need you to get me verified on Twitter.
0: I mean, I feel like that's a lot easier than Instagram. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know. I'll try. I'll call my I'll call my blue check mark friends.
1: Yeah, I'll Steve.
0: No, no, I said I'll call my blue check mark friends. I don't think Steve's got a blue check mark. Just saying.
1: Steve's the man.
0: He is. He Steve's is. Hey, getting back to Brandon Moreno real quick. Obviously, he had that rematch, and and you know we we talked a little bit about the adjustments that he made. I'm curious if you think that that fight is headed for a trilogy anytime soon. The first fight was very close. Um, the second fight, though, was not close at all. Brandon Moreno comes out and really, you know, lays down the gauntlet that he's the undisputed UFC flyweight champion. I got to believe that Figueroa's got some work to do if he wants to get a third match.
1: You know, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a big question to ask because he is he was so dominant. Which, by the way, that first fight—I don't know if you know or if anybody that's watching knows—that shit is free right now on YouTube. So you can go watch that first fight, which was like one of the best time fights ever. I mean, it was incredible. So that fight's free. Look at me, look at me, helping them out. But yeah, I saw that on YouTube. YouTube the other day and watched that. That was that's really awesome. I don't know because uh, Davis. Divi- how do I say his name? Say it again. Davidson Figueroa. Dave Davidson uh, Figueroa. Uh, uh, he was so dominant. I mean, that guy was a monster. He was scary. He's a scary, intense man. And uh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, it, it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be mad at the trilogy, to be honest. I um, I, I don't just know. think he's got to
0: do some work. You got to do some work.
1: For maybe him. you. You know, maybe. And and you know, I I would like to see him go up a weight class and see what he right. looks like. I. He, he's had trouble he making
0: at, 25 too. So like, yeah, you know, what I
1: mean, the yeah. way he looks at 25, it does not look like that weight cut is, is enjoyable or easy at all. And that takes away some of your fire that take you, you're either going to use that fire in your weight cut, or you're going to use that fire in your fight. And it does, it takes a little bit away from that. Yes. I, you, obviously he loves the sporty. He's one of the best in the world and extremely dominant, but, it does. It takes away. So if you take away, and it also takes the fun out of the fighting, having to cut that much weight for so long. And you know, he he came in, remember, and the way he fought, the way he fought Figueray on their first fight, you know, he just came back after three weeks after fighting. And, and that cut is huge. So I don't know, because he did that and and was so you know willing to fight to put his health on the line and 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 just go back to back, you almost think. He, he could get that trilogy fight.
0: Right, yeah. No. Um, it's just hard, though. And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't... I, I like rematches, Pearl, but I don't like three back-to-back fights with the same opponent. That that can be a little bit overkill.
1: Maybe. And maybe yeah. you're right. I think that Figue, Figue, uh Excuse me, Moreno did show he's he's improved tremendously. Yeah. And that he's, he's rightfully the champion. Um, and so... Yeah, you would you would want to see him move on and and, and prove himself or, or test his skills with a, with another competitor, um, and I do. I think that Figueredo would look. I think he's going to look different if he goes up a weight class, and I really would like to see what he looks like, his health, his just everything. I can only imagine he's going to be like crazy, like you know what I mean, like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, the future for both of these athletes, uh, you know, given the the weight issues in the past for, for Davidson, you know, maybe just at least one fight at Bantamweight might do him good to see what he looks like and how he feels there. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if he continues to fight at 125, I mean, his aggressive <laughs> nature um, is going to bring him wins. So he's going to be a factor uh, for a long Always. time there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 100 um, percent. Let's see here. There are some other things to do. Uh, it's ultimate oh, fire. I thought,
1: huh? I thought we were going to talk about um, Murata and Virna.
0: Done. Let's talk about it. Kanaka Murata uh, taking on Vina Janjidova. This is a uh, a strawweight fight <clears throat> not to miss. Um, looking at Kanaka Murata, she uh, made her debut <laughs> against Random Marcos. Uh, she got that win. Um, she is a world-class wrestler and. By that, I mean, like, literally, like, uh, among the best wrestlers uh, on the planet. And Mm -hmm. um, she takes on uh, Vina Jandidoba. you know, uh, Vina, an incredibly skilled grappler as well. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how their grappling styles (coughs) match up, because when you look at at Vina, she's much more uh, a top positional jiu-jitsu player where Kanako is going to probably end up in top position more often than not mm-hmm. if this fight gets uh, scrambly. Um, this is uh, a fight that is you know down uh, on the preliminary portion of this card, but the stakes are, are really, really high as far as the placement uh, at 115 uh, is concerned. Uh, obviously, you're calling it out. Uh, it's, it's a fight to make sure that you tune in early uh, to see. Do, do you have a lean either way?
1: You know, I've trained with Kanako. She is so dedicated. She's a sweetheart, and but her grappling is she's so good in grappling. She's she's got a smaller frame for fifteen, but she is powerful, and she really understands how to chain her wrestling together. Both of these ladies have, you know, they're both previous champions. They both have have shown that they are obviously, you know, some of the best in the division. <clears throat> Verna, I do I do believe Kanako is going to get this fight to the ground. I do believe that she's going to have the ability to get on top, but I also think that yes, Virna does have a great top game. She also has um, she has submissions and finishing a, a finishing ability. I, and I do I do see her attacking and and potentially um, putting in some submissions from the bottom. I think she has that ability. So this this is this is a fun fight. These girls are very new to this to the UFC strawweight division. Um, and uh, I, I'm really excited to see where where they go. I think that they're they're both you know headed headed to the top ten for sure.
0: Yeah, and in mm-hmm. looking at Kanaka Murata, you know she has a style that um, you know does play well to the judges. I mean, we've seen her in tough fights in the past where you know she's taken some controversial decisions. Uh, she fought Emily Ducote in a very very close fight, and Kanako actually thought she didn't win that fight. But the reason that she's yeah. able to to win, I think, with the judges. <laughs> Uh, is simply, she's able to get in those top positions in in scramble. She's going to win most of the scrambles. Now, uh, Vina mm-hmm. does have the ability to initiate some of those scrambles and also utilize those scrambles to try to lock up maybe a submission, um, but that's really what it's going to be about in this fight. I think is uh, it's all about the scramble and it's about what is done in those transitions. If if Jane Jadoba is able to lock something up or at least make the uh, statement to the judges, look, I am winning these grappling exchanges. You know, maybe I steal the round this way. It's going to be very interesting, but Kanaka Murata, like I, I lean towards her just because of her, top position uh and the advantage she may have in those scrambles well
1: i believe she was in the i don't know if she was in the junior olympics or the junior national wrestling team in japan i mean she's a very yep. accomplished uh she's japanese a national wrestler.
0: wrestling champion in, in and
1: japan. uh oh she's been doing judo since she was three years old so she's got three she's three she's got an impressive grappling resume she definitely can 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 you know, get some air miles and toss you. Um, but I also, I also know that Kanako has been working the last um, year or two on her striking. She's been over at CSA. It's a, it's a very big and, and really good, uh, striking gym. So she has been working on her striking. And I think that she did really well in her la in her, not her last fight in the UFC, but her fight prior to that. And in her striking, she, she was able to display some of that striking. Um, and who knows, I mean, these girls might end up staying on their feet for a little bit and we might get to see, to see who's striking is superior because they're both grapplers.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's one thing that, uh, you know, happens a lot when you have two grapplers. Uh, the fight comes down to who's the better kickboxer. So uh, we'll see if that is the case uh, coming up on uh, Saturday night. Uh, I was mentioning it was uh, Ultimate Fighter Month here uh, on UFC Fight Pass. And <coughs> did the words, let me bang, bro, mean anything to you, Pearl?
1: I mean, no.
0: All right, that's a loaded question.
1: Um, (laughs) I mean, I heard it, but I don't know where it's from, so I can't even pretend I know.
0: Well, sit back and relax and enjoy uh, some craziness from from the ultimate fighter. Like, you know, in the early seasons of Tough, it was very much
1: a, uh, you know, wait
0: until the emotions boil over. And this is one of those times. Julian Lane just going bonkers. And, like, this guy... This guy just they doesn't want to get hit himself. He's trying to step and, uh, in between oh, everybody man, uh, and break up the fight oh, and he's like literally like don't hit me. Please don't oh, hit, don't hit me. Out. It it don't, out. me. It it don't mean I ain't in, man. Oh, you left home, to win. you left home to win,
1: bro. You got your Oh my god. We need like a mediator
0: in this house. Bro, you're professional bro. Don't worry about it. Like, you're think about this too. Like you I'm know cameras you are go? around. Wow. Hey, like do you, you really want to your be your this face 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 guy face when face you go face home? Face I'm not letting you do it. I'm not letting you do it. I would never want to date a guy like that. I'm not letting you do it. Would you want a haircut like that, bro? You want a pink mohawk?
1: I mean, it's kinda cool. I'm not letting you do it. Listen, I'll let you do it in the morning. You are Stop. Stop. Ow! Don't strike the back of the head,
0: He's not laughing, Stop, What are you talking about?
1: Like, this is kinda
0: cringey. stop. Stop, stop, stop. Like, at what point do you go, I'm embarrassing myself?
1: Dude, chill, out. Chill, out. Chill, out. chill, Julian, chill. Colton, can you get him out of here? Where are he at, man? Dude, I'm trying, chill, chill. Chill. What's
0: up, dog? I almost got my stitches popped, man. Nah,
1: you smiled. It me? funny,
0: Doug, Please. I will Dude, go, bro. Dude, please. Get off me, man. In the stop, morning. Stop, stop, get off to look man. me. In, look me in the Where eye. Go, look me in the nah, eye, man. Look me in the eye. <laughs> look me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna help. That's good. That's good. Okay. don't hurt. What do you have to gain here right now? What do you have All to gain? Right?
1: Nothing, <laughs> nothing, no, nothing, bro. You. Nothing, bro. No, 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 f- man. Nothing, man. bro nothing, bro. Nothing, bro. Nothing, bro. Nothing, Nothing, man. Nothing, bro. Nothing, do, Nothing, bro. Nothing, to Nothing, bro. Nothing, Nothing, bro. bro. Nothing, bro. Nothing, Nothing, bro. Nothing, Nothing, bro. Nothing, Home, but he wants to get like you know kicked out and look cool because he got in a fight and that's stupid let me
0: f- bang man i don't want to do that man let
1: me i do i do i do i do let me bang i man. do let you bang oh. hey. let me bang you do, man i let you bang <laughs> i let you bang let me bang
0: let me f- bang hey i'm ashamed to he just get- wants to bang bro
1: let him bang, Aww. bro. That's so sad. It's so crazy. That's insane. That's a lot of emotion all in one. I... Yeah,
0: like I, I mean, credit to everybody in that house for like dealing with that.
1: I mean, you see how calm they
0: were. That was series. Well, I think they were like, "Is this really happening? Like, <laughs> what? What is? What is real? And like, what is hanging <laughs> up here?" I I just know Did that you get
1: kicked off. After um,
0: that? I don't know. I don't, you know what? I'll have to go back and watch. All I was going to say, I guess I need seasons. to go watch
1: now because I want to know if he got kicked out for that. Yeah,
0: all the, all the seasons of The Ultimate Fighter are available uh, on UFC Fight Pass, which, by the way, you were like, oh, yeah, that fight's on YouTube. It's also on Fight Pass, Pearl.
1: Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Fight Pass.
0: That's all right. It's all right. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about uh, something else that's on Fight Pass? The entire month of May is, is on Fight Pass. In,
1: uh, wow. Here,
0: here's the best of May, courtesy of UFC <laughs> Fight Pass. <laughs> LFA always doing fun business on uh, Friday nights on UFC Fight Pass and uh, Gregory Rodriguez doing some big things. This was fun. Uh, Casueta against uh, uh, Gina Mazzani. Mazzani. Um, I. Uh, I mean, this was this was a crazy fight. I like. I really enjoyed this fight um look at casueta just like
1: just beating
0: mazani up here like just stealing her will it's crazy
1: you know she's doing such a good job there of just keeping the distance and never crowding her punches she could have easily went in for a takedown you could tell that mazani was just really not there at that moment and and she did she just took her time there she didn't rush and, and you know, found her distance and found her good range and just teeing and just landing monster shots. So, such an awesome play.
0: Casueta getting it done. Um, really fun fight. Uh, now we go back to the LFA. Diaz versus Garcia. Hey.
1: Hey. Oh, jeez.
0: I mean yeah, that was exactly. that was very close to being a downed opponent.
1: So close. Yeah, gosh, yeah. talk about perfect timing. That's like perfect timing.
0: Wow. I mean I I'm surprised he even had the mindset to go, you know what, I'm gonna need this man in the face in this position.
1: I think he might have just been reacting, honestly. Like that's awesome.
0: Oh, there's a board Dean! <laughs> Matt Sarah Dean? Dana Dana White looking for a fight. Oi. Oh, yeah. This is from a uh, Fury FC. Oh God, hey. uh-huh. So technically he was saved by the bell here, but like, dude, you're not getting up.
1: So they called that fight?
0: Looks like he gets back up, but oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't but look he like he's to doing go. too well.
1: Oh, he's still striking. What a gangster. <coughs> oh. Hey, oh. Hey. oh, my God. And look, then he comes back. Wow, that was a perfect transition.
0: Look at that. On the back. It's
1: beautiful. That was Wrapping a beautiful it up.
0: counter to that. There it is. It's done.
1: So the I mean, great team for coming back,
0: but my my god.
1: That's a fun fight right there. That oh was yeah, a sort of fun fight. I mean that that takedown timing was perfect, but he couldn't he just was one step ahead and really capitalized and got that got that win. That's awesome.
0: Or <laughs> from that Fury FC card. I mean, how cool is it? to like have the opportunity to fight in front of Dana White and you know, Dean Thomas. I mean, Dean Thomas is the star of that show.
1: In our book, so cool.
0: But uh, I got my candle, by the way. It smells so good. Um, Does
1: it? Oh, I got mine here, actually. Look
0: at that. Dean nice. Thomas. There you go. Um, I-, I gotta believe that when Dana and Dean and <laughs> Matt are in the building, th- those athletes are just they got to take it to another level altogether.
1: Yeah.
0: CFFC. I've been loving the oh, CFFC like awesome. double header action that they've been uh, doing. You know, back to back nights. Look at that. that was,
1: that's impressive. That's awesome. What a great transition. And then the elbows and strikes. Go. Insane wow, scrambles. and then the transition, insane. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm surprised those elbows weren't called. To- wow. I mean, strikes. there's no real
0: thing as a 12 to 6 elbow. But like, you can't really <laughs> call a 12 to 6 elbow. You shouldn't call a 12 to 6 elbow. Those
1: are close up and down. Yeah, elbow. but there's what no. Like,
0: they're them? not though, because like John McCarthy explains it, like to have a 12 to 6 elbow, it needs to literally be like this, and like you can't throw an elbow like that.
1: What a comeback. Because
0: if you bring it like that, then it has an arc. But it would have to be like that. I don't know. Hmm. Don't listen to me. I don't know what What I'm doing. What a fun
1: fight that was. And again,
0: all this stuff available for you on UFC Fight Pass. You never know what you're going to get. (coughs) And we're going to close it out one more time with uh, Gregory Rodriguez. Like, this is unbelievable stuff. Ooh, Nice
1: knee. Oh, he's hurt from that. Ooh. Oh, my God. That right. hand! Another one. Two in a row. And then the body kick. Die. And that one put him up. I I'm surprised it. he stood. I mean, he just ate like four or five shots in a row. Nasty shots. Yes. All on the right side, too. So that was obviously his power. Like, he just, man, that dude's trained.
0: Vicious, violent, and fun. And that's just the best of May. So what's going to be in the best of June? I don't know. Find out. Make sure you step into our world over on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Anytime, UFCFightPass.com. You can also check out uh, our wonderful archive uh, that we have for you over there uh, as well uh, of extra rounds. Like, I don't even know what episode number we're on at this point, Pearl. Like, a lot. Like, a lot. It's
1: like Like episode like a lot.
0: Yeah, like episode, (laughs) like at least
1: like episode (laughs) 60-something or that's crazy. That's awesome.
0: I know. I know. I couldn't have done it without you.
1: Oh, thank you. I know.
0: Except for when we do it without you. And then I just have <laughs> Dean. But for the most part, I couldn't do it without you. Would you ever do the ultimate fighter? Like back in the day? Like not now, but like, would you have done it back in the day?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. It looks like a really fun show. And it. it it's challenging in so many more ways than just fighting. Obviously, you have to fight. You're, you're put in these really tough and, and stressful situations or challenging situations. But it challenges your character. It challenges your social skills. and It, it just challenges so many parts of you. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, I can only imagine that when you leave that show, you leave not only a better fighter because you get all that experience in yeah. such a short time. But, I mean, you've had to develop relationships. You've been challenged in these. Like, it, it builds character for sure. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that show, you, you have to come back. You have to leave it better, you know, or humbled or just wiser than, than when you came in.
0: Think about, uh, you know, the relationship between Matt Sarah and Dean Thomas. Like, they fought each other uh, in the UFC and apparently, like, didn't like one another. And they both go on season four. Of the ultimate fighter and basically become best friends. So
1: besties. Yeah. It's so cool. They're yeah. hilarious too.
0: They are. They're super fun. Uh, all right. Well, I think that does it for us. Uh, mm. are we hanging out on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I'm available.
0: Yeah. You don't have things going yeah, on where you're
1: traveling? No, not this time.
0: Okay, good. Are you sure? Nope, Aren't you going somewhere Friday?
1: No, not anymore. Oh, okay. lucky, lucky me. I'm, I'm, here and I'm in my zone, so I Perfect. will be home watching fights.
0: Then it's going to be you, me, and Dean Thomas.
1: Awesome. I haven't talked to Dean in a while. i yeah.
0: excited. He's a mover and a shaker, so uh, I like our, our trio. So join us after the fights coming up uh, Saturday night as we'll recap uh, everything that goes down, uh, including the main event, which is headlined as uh, Dan Ige takes on the Korean zombie. Pearl, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Saturday.
1: Yes. Thank you, TJ. Bye, guys. See
0: ya. There's Pro Gonzalez, uh, always joining me here on Extra Rounds on UFC Fight Pass. You can uh, check out any part of the show that you missed, by the way, on the archive. But we are not done yet. There's still more to go. And uh, there's some things you need to keep your eyes open for uh, on Fight Pass. A a brand-new Chronicles with Anderson Silva coming up. Uh, I got the new one from TJ Dillashaw as well. Um, You know, I'm just going to lay out here and uh, have you watch and get ready uh, for all the stuff headed your way on UFC Fight Pass. I had my manager call me and say, hey man, I just got a call from the UFC, and my heart just dropped, because I instantly knew. TJ Dillashaw tested positive for a serious performance-enhancing substance. TJ Dillashaw has now been suspended by USADA for two years. This is disgusting, I can't say it enough. I messed up, this is who I am, I'm on the fire, and uh, I'm about to find my way to this one. No one knew, no one, not any of my training partners, none of my coaches. I guess with the pressure on myself of wanting to be the best, I blinded myself from the actual reality of what could happen. He lost two years in the prime of his career. He's going to have to compete and live the rest of his life with this stigma.
1: I don't think he wants to end on that type of note. He needs to get back out there.
0: I'll be coming back and I'll be a three-time UC champ. There's no way you can deny me from that. Anderson Silva made the top guys in the world look easy. A front kick
1: to the face. It's the ones you never see that hurt you, and I never saw any of them coming. One of his strengths was being able to finish guys when he got them hurt. He did a good job against me doing that, for sure.
0: I appreciate his skills, but I respect his heart.
1: He was like the enlightened master of MMA. Anderson Silva is a legend. He will always have my respect.
0: The kind that comes along once in a lifetime. 262 Available now on UFC Fight Pass. Step into our world, UFCFightPass.com. your home for the world's largest MMA library, as well as live events and some of the best new original programming content. I mentioned that uh, UFC Chronicles featuring Anderson Silva. That technically drops tonight uh, at midnight. So technically, I guess tomorrow. But uh, make sure you tune in. That one uh, with TJ Dillashaw, awesome stuff uh, as well. Knockouts only. You know, honoring combos, that's always fun. The UFC Academy Combine Shanghai is also now streaming, so make sure you go and check all of that out. Um, You know, it's uh, Father's Day coming up here, and uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I like fights. So if you got a dad that likes fights, maybe you you fork over the money and buy a year of UFC Fight Pass for him. Why not? And it's like one of those gifts that you too can, like, Enjoy, Like, hey, Dad, I was thinking about you. Let's watch some fights. And then you can also just use the service yourself. But you bought it for him. That's how you got to think. You know, buy something for Dad, but use it yourself. Everybody wins. Uh, everybody wins if you join us coming up Saturday night. Pearl Gonzalez, Dean Thomas, myself, TJ DeSantis is going to be live uh, recapping all the action coming out of the Apex as the UFC is back. Uh, in Las Vegas, the Korean zombie taking on Dan, 50 K. Ege, Excited for it. Uh, the action, going to be Fast and Furious. Uh, high stakes at 145 pounds, so make sure you tune in live and then immediately following the event uh, as we will break it down. Um, I love all the questions over on Twitch. Uh, if you missed getting your uh, questions in, you can always uh, get at us anytime on all the social platforms at UFC Fight Pass, uh, at TJ DeSantis, at Pearl Gonzalez, uh, hashtag Extra Rounds. Uh, you can also give us a call or shoot us a text anytime. 917-UFC-TALK is the number, 917-832-8255. We'll uh, try to open up the phone lines coming up on Saturday uh, for all your questions, comments, Maybe concerns, if you have them. You shouldn't have any concerns, though. Uh, All right, that's it. Thanks, Bro Gonzalez, for coming on the air, talking about this uh, upcoming fight card and everything else that is uh, going on. It's fun times to be a mixed martial arts fan, and uh, they're only getting more fun as we get closer and closer to a huge July. July 10th. Cannot get here soon enough. McGregor, Poirier, International Fight Week, Las Vegas. That's the mark that I'm waiting to get to where I can say, yep, the world's back to normal. So, can't wait to get there. All right, for Pearl, I'm TJ. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're subscribed uh, over on iTunes, um, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, just do a search for UFC Fight Pass and extra rounds and get caught up with uh, extra rounds audibly. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. And uh, chat, and we'll talk to you uh, Saturday night after the fights.
1: Extra Rounds from UFC Fight Pass is a TJ DeSantis production. Its content is intended for private use only.